Welcome everyone to the newest edition of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian, and via Skype we have Kelly. Hello. There we go. So this week we kind of tried something different. For a while now there's been movies that I enjoy. And this isn't saying that Kelly enjoys this movie. It's just that we actually said, hey, it is called Ian Hates for a reason. So let's pick a movie that's going to be bad. Uh, going into it, knowing it, but neither of us had ever seen it. We just knew the anti-hype around it, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, I mean, that's just it, though. Like, it came out and just kind of died, and no one really talked about it, or you just had the extreme, you know, hatred of it. But even then, it really wasn't enough for people to even hate it that much, because it just kind of faded away. And I think think that's what we're going to get into. I think there's going to be a big philosophical debate on this movie. Okay. Uh, but let's just at least probably announce it. Uh, I did mention it before on Twitter and Facebook, uh, but this week we are doing Fantastic Four, the one that came out last year. The one, like Kelly said, tanked horribly. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 is another reboot, so Sony can keep making movies with um, Marvel undertone. Which is annoying. And now I will say, I don't know. Now, Marvel is great. And they're showing how great they are. I've always been a huge Marvel fan. I've never really been a DC fan. So I know especially Marvel films are, are very good. But I'm not too sure even Marvel can make a good Fantastic Four movie. Well, this is just it, though. Is that this isn't Marvel really making it. It's Marvel leases it, leasing the rights to Sony. Just like Marvel hasn't made any of the X-Men movies. They just lease the rights. So it's really that studio's interpretation Right. And Fantastic Four is kind of a hard sell, just like I'm slightly surprised that Supergirl's doing so well, because that's kind of a hard sell, too, because a lot of people... Supergirl's awful. You will. It's garbage. True, but it, it's, <laughs> it's just that they're bad characters. Like, no one can really invest in the characters, because right. also they're not super well-known. No, the... And then Supergirl's just kind of a boring character anyway, though. The only reason so why... that's Sup- the problem with trying to push this movie, because there's no, like, I don't know any huge fan bases or cosplayers who's like, every single year at Comic-Con, I have to pull out my Sue Storm. Like, I, I just have to do it. It's my signature costume. I don't know any of those people. Right, because basically you'd just be wearing spandex. You'd basically be doing the Black Widow thing. Yeah, I mean, well, they're pretty much all spandex, but it's well, right. even right. still kind of a boring costume you don't really recreate, because it's, you look like you're wearing diving gear. Like, it's not... <laughs> And then maybe you just go, hey, look over there, and you go, I'm invisible. You, you can't. It's like Mystery Men, where as long as you're not looking at Kel, he's invisible. Exactly. <laughs> That's how works it works. Out great. So I would, I and I, I'm totally with you. Uh, yeah, my my point to that was I don't. If Marvel had the rights to Fantastic Four, I'm not even sure they could make a good movie out of it. And I know that's what they want. They want them back in. Um, and that's why they don't do the comic book anymore. They put it on the shelf. One of those is to, you know, kind of force Fox's hands. You're not getting any extra advertisement from us kind of thing. But True. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Marvel, but they've never been a superhero team that I've ever really cared about before. Uh, I don't know. It just never connected. So I'm not sure how Marvel would make it any better. So that's just just what I'm saying, I guess. Well, see, and the thing is, is like with this movie, I didn't absolutely hate it. Um, I, I I liked what they did with Majora because they actually gave you a lot of background on the majority of the characters, which ended up being a double-edged sword for them because then they realized 
like most stories. pretty much an hour into the movie that oh yeah this is an action movie and we haven't done anything action or superhero related true but i it's as soon as they realize that that's kind of when the movie just dropped for me well let's um, let's hold off on that then because now we know your slight opinion on that because i do want to have seriously like a whole debate on this because i have a similar i have a similar feeling to to what you were saying so okay. let's just let's do our intros uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the you know the league cast and all that kind of stuff, um, and we'll go Very from cool. there. So it was PG thirteen, direct, directed by Josh Trank, and uh, we will obviously be talking about him uh, because of his issues behind the scenes. You know, from what we know, his Twitter account when the movie came out, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just trying to see how long it was. A uh, hundred minutes. 100 minutes, PG-13. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 9%. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little harsh. I don't think it, it wasn't that bad, but yeah. Well, that's, and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. I mean, this is probably one of the lowest movies I've ever seen on a Rotten Tomato score, because normally I do not watch anything that's lower if I don't have to. And right. I think this is the lowest I've ever seen, so that made me laugh a little bit. Um, but I guess... Let's go into the cast of characters because really this movie was stacked full of young talent. It wasn't like they started off in a bad way. Right. And and the majority of them have some some substantial stuff behind them or are very well known for other things that they've done. Yeah. Um but even then it, it just didn't bring the gravitas that, you know, the these kids are so young that they don't have enough of a fan base to where it's going to drive like robert downey jr can pretty much do any movie because people just want to see him do something kind of like depth yeah and they well, don't have yeah. one character in there that will bring that crowd right and i'll say i mean let's just i guess let's just start off um so reed richards uh you know mr fantastic he's played by miles teller and i know miles teller from a bunch of random shit um he was in that awkward moment uh, with with actually with one of his co-stars Michael B. Jordan, um, he was also in a movie called like um, Two Night Stand or something like that, and then he was in Project X and Twenty One and Over, so like the college kind of whatever movies. Right. Yeah, and I got to be honest, I did not hate that awkward moment. I saw it on HBO, and I was like, hey, they're making a bromance kind of movie where. <laughs> They're just shitting on each other the whole times, but they're real friends and whatever. And I was like, okay, I can I can handle this. It's not the worst thing ever. Right, but he's also in Whiplash, which was an Oscar-nominated movie. Yes, I heard, but I did not see Whiplash. I yeah, Whiplash is it's not really wasn't really on my list either. But I I liked some of the other casts in that particular movie, so I'll get oh, yeah. to it eventually. And uh, oh yeah, and Miles Teller also is making his money because he's in that whole fucking Divergent series. Right, he isn't, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so he's making tons of money, so we don't have to worry about him uh, making a flop or two. Not really not really an issue. So next, I mentioned him before, Michael B. Jordan. He's Johnny Storm. Uh, he's Flame On Guy, even though I don't think he says it in this movie. No, he does no, not do he the... Does not. Uh, yeah. And we yeah. all know Michael B. Jordan not only from The Wire, uh, but also, like I said, that awkward moment, and he's in Creed. He's the lead right. character in Creed. And I forget there was something. Oh, and he was also in Chronicle. So that that ties him to Josh Trank, the director who I mentioned before. And I like right. Chronicle. Um, I actually like Chronicle a lot. Right. 
And then uh, uh, some stuff with Friday Night Lights. Oh, was he in Friday Night Lights? He was. Uh, I did not see that. The yep. movie, the movie or the TV show? TV. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was in. He was in House. He was in a bunch of random uh, right. stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I like him. Um, I think he's a. I think he's a good actor. And I still haven't seen Creed because that's more of a red box movie for me. Not a go to the theater kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But, but I heard good things. I've heard nothing but good things about that movie. So next we have Kate Mara, and she is uh, Sue Storm. She's the Invisible Girl. And I know her from her creepy-ass role in American Horror Story. <laughs> she was also in House of Cards. Uh, I yep. know her from there. And then I guess recently in The Martian, she was in Iron Man 2. There's a few different things. Is there anything of hers that's a favorite for you? Oh, absolutely. House of Cards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was very good in that. Um, I'm still a season behind, I think, on that one. But <gasps> I just don't have time. I'm watching bad movies. That's true, actually, yeah. yeah. And then I guess we got two more quick. Um, Jamie Bell, he's he's Ben Grimm. He is uh, the thing. And from him, I know him from Jumper. And there was one other thing, and I can't remember. Oh, I saw Nymphomaniac Volume 2 as well. That was on Netflix. And there were, oh, um, Snowpiercer. Which, oh, Snowpiercer. Which we should absolutely do. And Ian uh, hates yeah, movie no, for totally Snowpiercer. I used to have, um, I did this once at a at a get together. I did the whole monologue that Chris Evans did when he found out about the children and stuff. Yeah, but we'll, you know, when we hit yeah. that movie. But I, right, right. I was like, man, they should have just cast me for this. I was really good at that. <laughs> but that's my own opinion of myself. Uh, do you remember him from anything specific? Oh, yeah, no, he's from Turn, which is actually one of my favorite AMCs, which is about the, the Redcoats. Right. And then also his breakout role, he was Billy in Billy Elliot. Yeah, and that was the the remake without the rights of A Prayer for Owen Meany, right? I believe so. Yeah, I love that book. If I'm not mistaken, that book is awesome, but I never saw the movie because I know they cut out all the good parts of the book. <laughs> like literally everything and made it a feel-good because that book is not... I mean, it is a feel-good in a way, but a lot of really, really bad things happen in that book uh, to make it a feel-good story at the end kind of thing. Mm. We'll do Ian Hates books at some other point, you know. Oh, good uh, lord. Yeah. Can't wait to do A Girl with the Pearl Earring and uh, My Antonia and The Hunger Games and all that bullshit. That'll, right. that'll be a lot of fun. And I guess the last person we, we should mention is uh, Toby Keeble or Kebble. Um, he was Von Doom. He's Victor Von Doom. And I only know him from the Black Mirror episode that I thought was really good. Really? You've actually never seen Rock and Roller? No, I've not. I don't even it, know what that is. Okay, so it's actually my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, um, it's, shit. It's a, actually a hysterical movie. Um, very British-based. It's, it's I, I highly recommend it. I mean, I love other Guy Ritchie films, so I don't you know how this really one. I really enjoy this one. Like, this is right up there with, yeah, yeah. How did I not hear about this then? I don't know. That's it. Wow. Okay. All right. So we got to bring it. No, no. We got to bring up Reggie Keith only because he is Frank Storm and he's been in everything American Psycho, The Mask, Seven. Like, this guy has an amazing record. And he's also one of those guys where you you initially see him and you're like, why do I know you? Yes. Because you've been in 900 million things. Very, very true. Very true. So, yeah. So he's Frank. Yep. He's Frank Storm. All right. So we got. 
we got through all the intros. Now everyone can put the faces because when I have talked to people about this movie, no one I know has seen this. So yeah, I don't know anybody who's seen it either. Yeah. So this was this was one of those movies where I'll tell you for sure, and I forget what movie I was in the theater to see it, but when the first trailer for this movie came out, I actually turned to the person I was with and said, that actually doesn't look bad. Because it was very, very dark, and it was like a thriller, almost. And I It liked, definitely felt more gritty. It, yeah. it definitely felt more like um, graphic novel-esque, Dark Knight-esque, versus, you know, fuzzy comic book. Which, I mean, those first two, I mean, we haven't even mentioned it. They've done two other Fantastic Fours. This was the reboot, like you said. Um, but they did one, I think it was 2005 and 2007. And it had Michael Chiklis. It had Jessica Alba. It had Chris Evans in his, I guess, tryout to be a actual good superhero later on role. Yeah, pretty much. And who was the, who's Reed Richards in that movie? I don't even remember his name. Oh, I don't remember his yeah. name either. And I remember Victor Von Doom was the guy from uh, <laughs> the guy from uh, Nip Tuck. Yeah. That's it, yeah, that's what I remember. So those movies were campy as fuck. Like, oh, no, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. In a fun way. Like it was almost like Christopher Reeves and like Superman. You're like, oh, you guys are trying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's actually what I thought when I saw them. They were bad movies, but they captured more of the comic book that I was familiar with of that kitschiness that could the turn cheesy. serious. Yep. Yeah. Like they, they definitely, you know, really sized down the, the Dr. Doom character because he's way more powerful and way more dark. If you would almost combine the kitschiness of the first two movies with the darkness of Dr. Doom in this movie, maybe right. you would have been able to get where you wanted to be, but that's a very, very difficult path to take. Very, very difficult. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, look, I loved, I, I always thought, and it's a, it's an old joke now, but I'm pretty sure I made it up. Um, when the, when the Fantastic Four came out for the first time, I said, oh yeah, that makes sense. Make the most beautiful girl in the world be the invisible girl. But, um, no, nothing, nothing. Eh. I'm telling you, I'm the I one who made it up. Jessica Alba's attractiveness, but okay. No, no, we can debate that. You know what? Actually, let's throw away this entire this entire show and just talk <laughs> about how attractive Jessica Alba is. I would love to do so that. Fun. Yeah. Anyways, so, all right. So let's get into, now we can go, we will go through the movie because people aren't going to watch it anyway, so they might as well listen to us joke about what's going on. Um, but I think the main debate, and you had brought it up before, and this is what I was thinking about the whole time was, so I watched this instead of watching the Super Bowl because I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl. I think it's dumb. I think that anyone who watches for the commercials is dumb. I, I'm like alienating a lot of our audience right now. But, you know, go ahead. You guys do whatever you want. But I just, I couldn't. So I was like, you know what? Even though I know I'm not going to like this movie, I'm going to rent it from Redbox. I'm going to see it. But I realized that this movie, as much as I wanted to, like I wanted to do a podcast where there was a lot of venom and vitriol, like, I really hate this movie. Like I wanted it to be like we talked about last week, where it was Forrest Gump or Inception or something like that. Well, like you can easily watch any of the other Star Wars if you want it. I mean, that's fine. I got no problem if we're going for that again. That's an easy sell for you if we're to, doing hatred. Whenever I want to pick low hanging fruit, we will go for that for sure because <laughs> I have a lot, I have a awesome. lot to go on with those. Um, 
But I guess I guess the thing that that got me was I was watching this movie and look, it's a bad movie for sure. But I didn't understand where all the hatred came from and all the like universal panning. But I guess the question is, so is it better to have a really, really bad movie that you can make fun of and joke about or a movie that means nothing and it's just there? And I think that's like I I wouldn't even necessarily say this is a bad movie. It's just a disappointment because there was there is a lot of potential there and it actually is shot really well. It's just it feels like an origin story versus you getting thrown into them. And with it being an origin story, it's giving you too much background and no action. So if you're going to go straight on origin, then you need to do origin and then leave it on a cliffhanger. Sure. Not do what they did and kind of bum rush it at the end. So that's it's it's not hatred. It's not a, it's a disappointment. It's not a bad movie. It's just oh, you guys well, had a, a potential here and just dropped it. Well, I'll say I mean, and I agree. I I do think it is a bad movie, but it's also one of those where I was just like at the end I go meh, and I don't know what's worse. Because if I hate something, I I get something out of it because I get to do this podcast or I get to make jokes. You know, I get to tell friends about it. I get to do anything. With this movie, there's nothing to joke about. There's nothing to – I mean, you yeah, can po- – it's sad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sad. It's <laughs> I think just that's, a sad yeah, movie. It's yeah. just very sad. And I think that's the thing. I, I think I would prefer to see a very bad movie than see a movie that's just there. And I think that's the debate that people have to think about when they go to the theater, when they when they watch some movie. You want some type of a passion. You want you want that love or hate. You want to be engrossed in something. And this movie just doesn't have it. It's just not there. And I think that's the killer part to this because I was really hoping to like rip it apart, and we will go through it. But I can I can literally say there were no jokes in this movie. Yeah, no, there was, there's no, there's no comic element yeah, to it. Yeah, absolutely none. And these are real, like, they're trying to do a backstory, and you're supposed to assume that these are real people. So how in someone's real life do you not have joking moments, like, every day? At all. Like, somewhere. Yeah, Because no. even when they were, when they were getting drunk off that little bit of alcohol, by the way, um, I don't know how that happens, but they're getting drunk, and they're not even saying anything funny. They're they're laughing at this randomness that they're drunk, but I don't remember them saying anything whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's true. I guess maybe the one try they had was when Michael B. Jordan, you know, uh, um, Johnny, you know, puts his hand over like a fist bump to read, and instead of because he doesn't understand what that is, he puts his hand over it and kind of slaps it with his hand. But that's been done so many times. That right. that's and not a joke that's, anymore. That's a complete throwaway. Like that didn't take any effort. If anything, that was an improv. Like that probably wasn't even. Yeah, it was. It was nothing. It was nothing. So, I guess, how should we go about this? Should we just start off at the beginning then and just go through? Yeah, mine as well. Let me just get into <laughs> it. Um, I will read the tagline. Oh yes, I, it's actually one of the worst taglines I've ever read for this movie because it doesn't fit it at all. I was going to mention that different yeah. expectation. No, I know. Yeah, so. When you change the world, prepare to defend it. Doesn't yeah. ring true at all to this movie. I think the only thing you can say is, hey, look, like the tagline should have been, hey, you fucked up because you're stupid kids, and now whatever you cause, you have to fix. 
Like yeah, actions have consequences. Yeah, like that's, I, yeah. You could sum it up even more. With, like, really? With great power comes great responsibility. responsibility like <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so, something along How those many lines. Different ways can we say that? Cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and I thought actually, if I'm not mistaken, I have the uh, IMDb up here. Uh, where is it? Crap, crap, crap. I thought they even had a different line, which was even worse. Um, shit, I can't find it. It was something like prepare for change or change something uh and i was i was like what that doesn't that doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah but, it might have know. been uh like one of the other uh like teaser um clips on the movie posters yeah which are usually horrible too well let's uh, oh actually i did want to bring this up because before we go too far um so this is actually nominated for five Razzie Awards. I know. Yeah, that's what I was like all excited about because I was looking through the list and I realized I've only seen two of the Razzie nominated movies and I'm very proud of myself for only seeing two of them and the two are now Fantastic Four and then Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but other than that, awesome. yeah, nothing else because the other worst picture nominations are Jupiter Ascending, which I heard is garbage. Um yeah, that's- Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and I'd rather shoot myself in the face and Pixels the same like why would anyone ever go see that shit it's garbage anything with Adam Sandler is garbage true yeah he's a terrible person he's just he's bringing scourge upon the earth and it's just it needs to stop at some point Uh, but let's see so they got five nominations Uh, it's worst picture worst remake slash ripoff slash sequel Worst screen combo, worst director, and worst screenplay. So yeah, they're they're really lighting it up. Oh yeah. Ooh. But I'm not sure. To be honest, I'm not sure they will quote unquote win any of these categories because there are way worse movies and worse people nominated. I think they might give it to the director to Josh Trank because yeah, yeah because of the whole Twitter thing. And we might as well say that uh, when the movie came out. Like, I think it was the day of, night of, or whatever. He sent out a tweet saying something along the lines of, I had a way better movie made that's on the cutting room floor that no one will ever see, but this will be a great book someday or something like that. And, like, right there, you know. No faith. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, this movie will suck. Like, it's pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. And he either dropped off or was fired from doing the spin-off Star Wars movie because of this. So it was like right before this. So it's either he's difficult to work with or he wasn't used to a big studio telling him what needed to be done, like all that kind of right. stuff. Because Chronicle was him and Max Landis doing a very small budget movie that no one expected to do well, and then it did. So this was his second four wet, uh, foray into it, and... Yeah, it just did not turn out well. So I would love to hear the backstory someday, but those are all the internet talkings and and whatnot. And he put out the Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, the movie the movie bombed. I mean, absolutely bombed. I think it only made like a quarter or, or a third of what it was supposed to. Something oh, yeah. around there. I, I, I don't want to say they even they didn't even get their money back on this one at all. And they uh, might have with international, but probably not with the um, yeah, probably not with the media. This was a write off for the yeah. studio, as far as they're concerned. They're like, technically, we retained the rights. That's why we made it. Like, it, this is this is another Spider-Man movie, as, as yeah. far oh, as yeah. Sony's concerned. 
and they took off the sequel from their books because it was supposed to come out next summer and now they have not done anything so far so it still could revert back to marvel at some point yeah hopefully yeah um and i can completely see why it, it got scrubbed anyway because we'll get to this point when we talk about the movie but you guys ended this so poorly where I really don't care if you make another one, which is sad because you gave me so much great backstory and well, then you just completely blew it. Let's calm down on that one for a second. Wait, so what great backstory are we talking about? Well, they actually gave you backstory. <laughs> well, they did. That is true. Characters are front. Like most comic book movies will sometimes just throw you into it. And I kind of hate that because if you have people who aren't comic book readers or don't really know or you know if i drag some of my girlfriends who aren't into it they won't care enough because they don't understand the characters i can get completely excited about all the avengers and peggy carter and all that stuff because i've read them and i know the backstory and i've done all the graphic novels right but if i bring a novice they're not going to be as deeply invested and when characters do certain things if you don't know who they are well what so do i kind of like they gave you that well what do you think deadpool's going to be like Oh, Deadpool's gonna be amazing. But that's gonna be an origin story again, but it a is. a later in life origin story. Right, and I mean, but the thing is, is we already kind of know a little bit about um, Wade via X Men. Thank God. Um, <laughs> what? Because you're saying people actually watch that Wolverine shit? Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I well, no, I, I, I constantly am. <laughs> shit only for Ryan, which is hysterical because he's in it for all of five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. But... That's true. So that there is that draw to it. That's another thing. It's Reynolds again. He he brings his own draw. So of course people are gonna get see it just to see his kind of humor anyway. And then Deadpool and those abs. I mean, come on now, don't forget those abs. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. And, I thought you were gonna be the one to bring it up. Yeah. I know. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> now that now that we've gone through that at least let's and that will that or that should be the next Ian hates movies is going to be on Deadpool. I'm actually probably going to the theater to see that uh, this weekend. So that's the hope. Cool. Kelly made a face. Why, are you not going to go see it? Well, no, no. I oh. absolutely will be seeing it, but it's one of those, since a lot of people will be seeing it, I'm interested to see how we're going to tweak this without giving away the whole goddamn movie. Well, first of all, that's their own fault. Like, if they don't... So just just let you know, Ian Hates is always a spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, always. No, yeah, no, there's no <laughs> other thing. Because otherwise, we'd have to watch, like, five movies in order to have enough stuff to talk about. Because we'd True. just be like, here, here's the backstory, and then, nope, not talking about it anymore. Let's go on to the next movie. Here's this. Oh, I really want to talk about that ending, but no, I guess we can't. No, I think enough people will go see Deadpool by the time the the podcast comes out. I think it will be enough time because it's President's Day weekend. It's Valentine's Day. I mean, what better gift to your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever <laughs> than to go see Deadpool? Like, And their advertising campaign has been kind of spectacular for Valentine's Day anyway. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, I'm hoping that that brings out, like, everyone to go. And I'm, I'm going on a day that I'm taking off, so I should hopefully get rid of the Valentine's Day crowds and stuff and shouldn't be that bad, hopefully. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully, Matt yeah. and I should be horrible. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, all right, we're off topic, but that should be yeah, the yeah. next. That should be the next one. So we talked about how they have a lot of origin here. So we start the movie with Reed and Ben in like I don't know sixth grade, fifth grade, somewhere around there. I'm assuming. Yeah, yep, sixth young. Grade probably. And what got me on this one 
was so they're doing presentations about what they want to be when they grow up or what they want to do when they grow up. So Reed goes up there and he's got to be the worst child actor I've ever seen because he does not like the way he's looking off camera is completely wrong. Uh, but it's that's a funny part, I guess. Um, but he's talking about how he's being like he wants to transport matter and all this stuff. And I like how the teacher, like the, the class laughs at him. And the teacher is basically like, oh, this guy's an idiot. But I don't know why a teacher would be like that. And then, well, it's because it's Homer Simpson. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I yes, forgot what his the, name is. The main teacher in this is uh, Homer Simpson. Yep. I forgot. Uh, do you? Ah, uh, crap. Do you remember what his actual name is in real? Uh, oh no! Let's see. This is this is where really you're gonna put this on. No, me. no, no. Go ahead. But I just look it up. what I did have to write down about this was I believe he just said. I think the the kid said Reed said, "Oh, I'm working on a biomatter transporter." I think is the exact phrase, and the teacher right. goes, "Biomatter what?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, so you got the biomatter part." But the transporter was the part that you had trouble. Yeah, yeah. that was absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's so foreign. That's a really tough one. So Reed goes through all this like scientific stuff, and the teacher goes, "Oh no!" And and this isn't the 50s; it is 2000. What seven or eight? They said, "Yeah, 2007." 2007, and the teacher goes, "Oh no, that's not realistic for you to be a scientist." So go back and do your report again, and I'll grade it later. <laughs> I could understand at least if it was the 50s and people were like, oh, whoa. Yeah, but it's even funnier because before that even opens, you have black screen and you have narration. And you hear a kid say, I pretty much want to be a quarterback when I grow up because you can make ten to seven, seven to $10 million. And then it cuts over to read because that's not unrealistic. Yeah, that's not yeah. either there's not a, re- a lower percentage of people playing professional sports than scientists right. yeah right so yeah that was that was dumb and then i guess ben a little redhead kid gets up and he's not like buff or anything and he's not he's not friends with reed but he gets up and then they cut away they don't even go into what he wants to do and they cut away to his his family owns a garage like our uh junkyard like, yes. right scrapyard scrapyard yeah, yeah. junkyard yeah and he's there doing chores and then his brother who's much older like he's giving him sass and he doesn't like it so his brother jumps on and goes it's clobbering time and i'm like oh so you just haven't seen a therapist and that's why you use that line in the future like that's fucking ridiculous i thought that had some better origin like i know they switch things around for the comic books i know that's not where he gets it from in the comic books but what a yeah what a weird thing to say as your catchphrase for the rest of your life is is that um (laughs) which he doesn't use in the movie once after the fact once when oh no shit what did you not watch the movie i did i paid attention all right well no you obviously didn't so we will (laughs) we will get to it at the end of the movie when he says it i'm not going to spoil it oh yeah you remember the integral part of the movie where he says it Pretty much. I think at that point I was checked out. I'm like, this is horrible. Anyway. I, all right. I just thought that was funny that that was the one catchphrase used and you forgot where it was. <laughs> we'll get <laughs> so watched yeah. over it. I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. Hashtag we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he hears a noise in the junk. The dogs are going crazy and he goes out and he looks in the car and there's Reed and he wants a 
um, uh, power, power. What is it? Converter. Power converter. Yeah, power converter. So they go, oh yeah, I know you. Like sure. Like I'll show you my awesome matter transporter, uh, biomatter transporter. If you give me this thing. So now, and I forgot that a power converter can be small or large because apparently they took the biggest one possible. And they're just like two kids walking down the street with it in like a, <laughs> a little thing. Like you do. It doesn't look like you just ripped it off the telephone pole at all. It's just like, hey, it's what we found it. It's cool. Yeah. And I guess the what's funny is we're laughing at this as us talking about it. But if you were watching this on the screen, you'd be like, eh, all right. All right. I got it. Yeah. 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 So they go back to Reed's garage. He's got this model set up and he wants to move this match car to whatever he's basically saying he can transport the matter to a different place and bring it back and whenever he does that it has this like sand type material he doesn't know okay, where it's going he can't bring it back yet he can just send it there uh i think you're incorrect again no because it showed like it'll those when what's get sent back is oh the dirt. the dirt that's right okay sorry that was later on you are correct right. you are correct so, yes, he gets dirt back, but not the actual car. And they, you know, take the power out of all of Long Island, I right, guess. But it also kind of gives you a flashback of his, like, parents. Apparently dad's a stepdad, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they're both kind of, mom's kind of just in the kitchen doing boring, stupid crap. And then dad just kind of, stepdad comes off kind of like a douche. And I'm sorry, but it was one, Tim. <laughs> this parent would not let this kid put all this shit in his garage. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. Two... If anything like that would happen, immediately they'd know who it is, and this kid would have been beaten. So it's kind of like you didn't even really need to show the parents because they're kind of throwaway because yeah. they're not going to do anything anyway. Well, it was so weird, too, because it was Tim from Tim and Eric, yeah, and yeah. they gave him nothing. He, he just yelled something because the TV was off when the Jets were on. And by the way, it's still 2007. TVs didn't look like that. He had one of those old school TVs. They didn't look no. like that in 2007. So right. I'm just yeah whatever. So takes the power down. They cut forward to what time? High school. Yeah, it's, it's like late high school, right? Yeah. So it, you're you're a senior in high school, basically, probably, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So senior in high school. Now Reed and his best friend Ben apparently are at the science fair, and everyone knows he's gonna have like a crazy one, I guess. Um, and this is where I noticed something that bugged the fuck out of me the entire movie was Ben was chewing gum with his mouth open the entire time. And he does that for the rest of the movie. And so does the other agent. So does the one of the government agent guys, the, the slimy one. He's chewing right. gum with his mouth open like most of the movie. And I wondered why wasn't the director there to go, hey. Maybe we should not do that. I, I don't know what character flaw that's supposed to show you. Yeah, Maybe that I'm not sure how what kind of a character choice that is. Like I don't that doesn't really add, it's just kind of a distraction. Yeah. You I mean I can understand the government agent guy being doing that maybe, but not the guy you're supposed to like. Like if anything, they make the most sympathetic character in this movie Ben. So give him something to work with where you actually like him. I, you right. know, that kind of thing. So anyway, so they're getting ready. Uh, they, they end up sending, they actually figured out how to bring the matter back this time. They still don't know where it goes, but they sent a, a little airplane thing uh, to a, like a glider 
to wherever that other planet is or whatever and then brought it back and it's kind of like charred a little bit and it's got the dirt and when they brought it back it somehow sent out a spark that broke the back of the basketball um net the hoop or whatever it's, it's an odd emp somehow that it, it was able to, to fracture glass which doesn't make sense because the people who were standing right in front of it would have broke their glasses yeah. as well in that and i'd also like to point out in this particular science fair um these are the two oldest people there because everyone else looks like they're 14 yes that was the other so, <laughs> interesting that was that was rather bad casting i i thought as well and then the teachers who i think had glasses on as well that didn't have a shatter we're just like oh this is a science fair it's not a magic show so just because you were able to make this disappear and come back doesn't mean anything and you're also buying a new backboard <laughs> and i was like what it's a sorcery i tell you this can't be real yeah what a bunch of cunts like seriously like you know just you doesn't make it magic <laughs> yeah you know that like you know read if he's been there for seven years plus i'm assuming he probably has straight a's and it's probably like the best student they have and is inventing things all the time, you would think maybe they would understand, hey, this kid probably should win the science fair. Right. So anyways. People so, recognized. Yeah, Ben Ben gives him like a look like, oh, you know, you know, things happen, blah, blah, blah. This is hilarious that you have to pay for the backboard. Um, and then uh, Dr. Storm shows up with Sue and they're just basically hanging out at little kids or high school kids' uh, science fairs. Just, yeah, they're trolling the science fairs. Yeah, just looking for whoever has the exact thing that they need for their experiment, which happens to be they can also send things to, it turns out it's another dimension. Right, yeah, you, it, it's it's another universe. Oh, another universe, yeah. Is what they were doing. So they found a, a sister planet to Earth, apparently, is what it is. They end up calling it, like, zero Planet Zero or something like that? Planet Zero. Yeah. So they go, oh, well, this is great that you found out a way to bring it back. So here's a full scholarship to the Baxter University, which is, I guess, like Oscorp, um, which I'm assuming something like that. So all of a sudden, whisk away. Now, Ben does not get anything which is fantastic because this is supposedly a partnership. Four. Which is very interesting. <laughs> Sorry. I had to. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, yeah. It, it made it was like, okay, so just leave your buddy behind. Um, I guess he didn't do anything whatsoever. And that's the thing. Ben doesn't have a backstory other than showing you that he had an abusive older brother. Who his, right, that he's, he's, he's trailer park kind yeah. of a... Well, his mom stepped in. His mom stepped in and saved him. It wasn't like his mom was right, also like, "Get him!" Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I yeah, I was I was a little bit okay. So he's not strong. He's not strong. He wasn't like Reed's protector. Um, right. Anything which the other uh, Ben Grimm was set up as, I believe, in the comic books oh, and yeah, in the yeah, movies. Yeah. So pretty much, he, he's 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 Reed's Millhouse. Like it's. Like, you're just kind of my tag along. You're my sidekick is how it's set up. But a sidekick who's like a enforcer. Because the whole story would be Reed's a nerd and he gets bullied a lot. So you need someone who's not as smart to protect him from muscle. those other people. Yeah, the muscle. But muscle and birds. They, don't, they don't show that at all in no, the No, yeah, movie. they definitely stray away from that. I'm going to do it real quick. Um, if we go back to what they built in the garage, I'd like to point out that they had at least like 25 Nintendo 64s jerry-rigged into that thing, which I, I found amazing. Shit, I had that written down and I completely skipped over it too. <laughs> yeah, I called it the uh, N64 wall. Yeah, which it apparently was... apparently you need for teleportation. Good to know. 
I mean, I'll go get mine from my <laughs> from my house. <laughs> Can I just all my old systems? So I'll put like a Sega Saturn and a Jaguar and all that shit, and just and oh, don't forget the Virtual Boys because I have well, two yeah, of those. Of course. Yeah, yeah. There's no oh man, I shouldn't be telling about people all my treasures that I. That I have. <laughs> I'm gonna retire on those someday. Exactly, collectors' items. Oh jeez, so. They go to the Baxter Institute or whatever, and basically Reed says, hey, you know, I guess I'm here. And Ben goes, you were meant to be here. Like, uh, okay. Like, you you live in Long Island. Like, it's not really that big a deal. And the view they had wasn't that good. So, right. yeah, I, I wasn't sure what they were basically going for. But, yeah, Ben goes back to Long Island. I don't even know what – I guess he's working for the family. And then Reed starts helping. And you can see he's like – probably hasn't talked to any women so when he starts to see sue around i guess that's considered flirting whatever he was doing i i don't know i mean in the story uh, human interaction was hard for him yes yes and in the story i guess you know from the comic books probably and the old movies reed and sue are together right they're married yeah if you, if you go back to the original fantastic four yeah yeah so they have to. They're trying, I guess, to get there. But I can tell you for a fact that the rest of the movie, there is none of that. No uh, chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, no, yeah. Like in a movie full of science and chemistry, there is no chemistry between. Chemistry. Yeah, between these two. So, <laughs> uh, so they they do that, and then now you meet. Which one do you meet first? You meet Victor, or do you meet um, um, Johnny? You Vic, you meet Victor first. Um, who, yeah, you, you get you get a little bit of uh, Victor Doom's background um, just from, like, sparsal things. Apparently he's very antisocial, shocking. Um, he's kind of in his little own little warehouse that he has all wired and whatnot. He's supposed to be overly hyper-intelligent. Um, he came up with this transporting idea when he was much younger than Reed, but he just wasn't able to put all the pieces together kind of a deal, and he was reluctantly brought back into the project now that Reed's on there. Yes, and he has a thing for Sue as well. Which, yeah, there's there's some sort of history there that they don't really touch on. I don't think there was. I think he just likes her, and she knows it. Right. No, yeah. no, that's what I mean. Like, there's, yeah, I trust this one. I, yeah. You know, she won't lie to me kind of a deal. Well, everyone knows it, apparently, because her father is basically pimping her out when he yeah, goes, yeah. Dr. Storm goes to talk to, basically to bring back Victor, and he specifically asks him about her, and he's just like, yeah, she'll be on the project. Why don't you come get some? Like, that's basically what he was saying for his adoptive daughter. Right. Yeah. So, Victor, you know, looks like the character that I'm going to connect with. So, I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be good because he's already, like, he's anti-establishment and he doesn't like his experiments to be used by people that just want money and all that kind of stuff. So, it's like, oh, this is a good character to like even though you know he's going to be a dick. Right. He's he's definitely going to be to the extreme like there's there's not gonna be that buffer there there's gonna be like i'm doing this because of you know a b and c with a necessarily overall good intention but it, it's almost like all, all all good intentions go unpunished pretty much and it's it's either all or nothing either it's a good intention or i will destroy you all which is how most villains are yes exactly so uh what we did mention before too is dr storm pretty much assumes every kid that he works with is like his family like his child you can tell he like 
really wants to protect these kids and do all that kind of stuff. So he's got two of his own. He's got his adoptive daughter, Sue. And then you meet Johnny. And Johnny is a street racer, apparently. He's a rebel. Yeah, yeah. A rebel he's, without a cause yeah. and stuff. He's a racer. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he builds a car from scratch, I guess. And, you know, it stalls at the beginning of the race, but then he catches up. And then he blows out the engine at like nine or nine thousand RPM or whatever. For whatever reason, he yeah. doesn't shift. Yeah. And blows out his engine and wraps the car around a light ball, uh, street light. Yeah, street light. And I guess you're supposed to think that he's like cocky and arrogant and all that kind of stuff. Like that's what you're supposed to get from this: the rebel that doesn't want to be a part of things. And you know, he ends up, you know totaling his car pretty much he gets picked up at the hospital by dr storm and dr storm basically says you're not getting your car back uh unless you come work for me so he goes oh no you know why can't i you know oh you you know sue she's the best like why why do you need me you know blah blah that kind of thing Uh, right and yeah you're just like okay i guess he's gonna go help them now uh and you realize Victor doesn't really like Reed because he sees him liking Sue, I guess, kind of thing. And but he's also... It's not forthright. It's not enough for you to be like, like there isn't any clear flirtation. There's clearly no comedy. There's no joking between anybody. So it's kind of like, are you just threatened because it's another... Because she can't be interested in her brother. So you're just the only other male equivalent. So I have to put some sort of like, eh, towards this person. Yeah, it's something, yeah, something like that. And obviously Victor has the ego too because he made the transporter. He wasn't able to get it to come back. So he's a little bit annoyed obviously at Reed as well. But they are working together. It's not like, uh, you know, he didn't try and kill him or anything. They're they're working together for a common goal. Uh, Right. And probably the only line that I think I did like in the movie, and they played on the trailer, obviously, uh, when they started making the more generic trailers later on, was that when uh, Johnny comes in, uh, Victor's like, oh, we don't need him, you know, and Reed's like, oh, I need help. And Victor goes, well, this one doesn't take orders well. And Johnny goes, yeah, especially from people that say this one doesn't take orders well. So I was okay with that turn of phrase. Right. And then he goes over and he helps Reed. And he's like the yeah, nicest he's like the but nicest guy. Cool. Yeah. He's a total total nice guy, does everything that's asked of him. The right. bad boy the bad boy thing just completely drops off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. So made no sense whatsoever. And yeah, I mean that's their whole and then I, I wrote down my my exact words were uh intelligence montage. Which I haven't seen a montage in a while. Uh, True, yeah, actually. And I just think of South Park the whole time. Gotta have a montage. Yeah. (laughs) And they really did. It was a whole intelligence montage where it was them, yeah, just writing equations. They clip over here and over here and then smile and you're just kind of waiting for like like the group high five at the end. Pretty much. Yeah, or the group like nerd glasses like raise like a little tip of the hat kind of thing. And yeah, they just they go to it and they build this big transporter that looks like shit. Um, I mean, it the design was looked pretty terrible to me. And yeah. yeah, they just they build it and it works. They try it one time. Right. Try it one time with a monkey in it. They send it over to the other to the other um, universe, and then bring it back. 
The monkey doesn't go out of it. They just try it out, and he right. comes back. They don't check the short-term vitals, really. They don't check the long-term vitals. They just go, success. I have I have raised my hand in six sections. In six right. sections. There's no fallout. There's no um, after effects for this particular travel. Monkey's not developing any type of invisibility or anything on that regard. And the monkey is very strange. It looks like hmm, one of the test apes from Planet of the Apes. Oh, and he looked kind of unimpressed with the movie too. No, no, like he, he was. Like, oh, yeah, this too. He was the most sedated monkey that I have seen since Planet of the Apes until they go all crazy. I'm just waiting for King Kong too. It's fine, whatever. I am not. I can tell you that. Oh. No. Oh, it's gonna be horrible. Oh, awful. Uh, <laughs> hashtag. We'll get to that one. Uh, but <laughs> so this is this was probably the not meaning to be funniest part of the movie was so they have their one time successful trip and scientists do not just do one trial and assume that it's a success. That doesn't happen. Um, that's not the way things work in the science field, in the engineering field. That's not how things work. Uh, but they were like, One t- yay, this is great. So all of a sudden the quote-unquote like slimy government guy comes in and goes, hey, well, congratulations, this is great, but now we have to get NASA in here because we need trained, qualified people to go to a different fucking universe. But apparently... The guys had thought, oh, wait, wait, but if we did this, we were going to be the ones to go, which still didn't make any sense to me either. No, because, I mean, I, knowing people who are also in the science industry who build stuff like this, they're like, oh, I have no, I don't, no, I don't want to be the one to test it. I'll build the shit, but I actually no, I have no interest in that kind of a, no, I'm good. But I so guess, since, yeah, since they're so young, I guess they're like, oh, no, you know, we, we wanted to do this. This is going to be more of a reason to be like, yes, let's send four teenagers to another dimension, you know, for shits and giggles. Let's yeah. go see what happens. Let's go. Yeah. Go all the way to the universe with fucking 18, 17 year olds, whatever, however right. old they are. They'll yeah. be fine. It's yeah, cool. it's, it's all right. So Victor gets all pissed off, starts giving the finger to the guys when their back was turned. So I was like, oh, you're you're hot shit there victor yeah von doom Ooh, so he happens to have a flask of alcohol which i don't know what type of probably whiskey or something jack or something uh and he's like hey guys you want to go drink and they're doing this all without sue by the way too so it's just the guys just the guys hanging out having some drinks and reed goes oh ethanol kills Kills brain brain cells. cells and then they cut to him Drunk off his ass, I guess. Right. Yeah. A little hammered. Yeah. So they're shooting the shit and basically putting down every person that's ever invented anything because they didn't get to actually use their invention. So they started right, saying well, yeah, like... They didn't get the fame from it. Yeah. So you're talking about like Aldrin and stuff. Known to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I can understand wanting... I mean, you could tell they wanted the fame and... The people that often build the things don't necessarily get as much fame as the people that actually go and do the things. So, understandable, but they're also little kids, and they probably shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it's awesome that they built that thing. Like, fantastic for, but, you know, it's just, it's whatever. It doesn't make you physically qualified to examine an extraterrestrial planet. Right. And now, this was probably the dumbest thing. Was Reed goes, okay, well, why don't we just go now? We'll just go without anyone knowing. 
Because there's no security, obviously, in this No, of course lab. not. Nobody checks. There's no, there's no protocol to it. No, nothing. They're just like, oh, I guess we don't have to lock down the computers and have a password or anything to get out. No. And you we know, can run this whole thing remotely, apparently, too, which yeah. is also kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't – why – Turn it with my iPhone. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Yeah, yeah they're really? just like inside. They don't need any of the major, major networks of computers that were originally used. They can right. just do it from a pad inside the actual transporter. So – Reed goes, you know, convinces everyone and then goes, wait a second, we can't go without my buddy Ben, who they have never met before. He just, his buddy, and they're like. He's added nothing to this project. It's kind of like, you know what, guys, I'll go, but I have to bring my dog Rover or I'm not, I'm not in it. I just can't. Yeah. Like I, he'll add nothing to the mission, but I can't go without my safety net. Yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly what happens, even though the safety net was never was never prepped as a safety net since he wasn't an enforcer he wasn't anything it was just like this is my buddy and that's it he helped him kind of those, like, really guys you couldn't came up with a better reason they're like well we have to have the thing how the fuck are we gonna get him there because we didn't give him a scholarship with reed because that would that would have been so hard right is to give him a scholarship and let him just be the person that like helps out um johnny make weld stuff shit. yeah weld it yeah like you that, you know he was welding most likely in their garage and all that kind of stuff. So why couldn't he just do that? So anyways, they literally, he calls him and just goes show up because we're going to another universe. And he does. And he's like, sure, why not? It's the middle of the night. You guys are clearly drunk because I state that you are. Yeah. This sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and apparently it is because the four of them, you know, suit up and get in the stupid thing. And they go over to the other universe. Yeah, but what does that tell you? It just tells you that no matter what, everybody wants to leave Long Island. Bottom. <laughs> but technically, they were in New York City though when this was all when this was all happening. <laughs> but you're right for Ben. Yeah, get the fuck out of Long Island. That's that's yeah, for, that's for damn sure. So now they're on the other planet, and they decide to open the doors and go out onto the planet because obviously. That's their whole point. They got the flag. They're going to put it down like the moon. But the monkey didn't go out. So right. why would they think that everything would be fine? They don't know what's there. These yeah. suits look like you could sneeze and blow through them. Like they're not even remotely like shit that they wear to go outside the space shuttle. Yeah. Like it, it, they're glorified diving suits, really. Yeah, once again, it's yeah, with the with the nice clear helmet and stuff like that. and L- Lighting uh, your face, by the way, yes. which makes no sense, but okay. Well, you got to see the handsome actors, you know, that's just the, Ooh, the way it goes. Which is really just their eyes, because they're wearing dusk masks, apparently, inside this thing. Yeah, and no no Sue, so she's... <laughs> Somebody, yeah, she, yeah. She, she, she opted out, she's sleeping, whatever. When the, well, when the... When the ship leaves, when whatever transporter leaves and goes to the other universe, she gets like a warning. But she's the only one who only gets one. a warning. Yeah. So she leaves the people that she's with and goes out to the computer, one of the computers, and starts messing around trying to figure out and watching the feed and all that kind of stuff. But doesn't tell her father. And I mean, I can at least say at least she's not a snitch. She definitely wasn't a snitch <laughs> until later on in the movie. And we'll get to that too. Right. But at least right now, she's not a fucking narc. So good for her for that one. But so she's working on the computer. She's seeing them do their thing. And they go. And this is where I thought was was also ridiculously stupid. But they decide. They go to this wasteland of a planet. But there's a bunch of green goo stuff. Energy source. Yeah, energy source. Right. That's underneath the ground everywhere pretty much. But there's a localized source that is down a cliff. So now Johnny 
the crazy rebel guy without a cause is the one who goes, no fucking way am I going down there. Like, you guys have fun. I am staying up here. I'll be an anchor. I'll be your anchor. It's yeah. cool, guys. It's fine. And I thought that would have been more the Ben role and not the guy that they originally showed, you know, racing his car and not caring what happened to him. You know, that kind of thing. But, right. you know, continuity, who gives a shit? So, Apparently. Yeah. So three of them go down and Ben is saying, hey, we should probably not do this. You know, let's let's get out of here kind of thing. But uh, Victor and Reed are all about this. They're just having the time of their lives. So they go down to the source and Victor, like a fucking idiot, goes, oh, this goo. I can feel the goo like I can feel the energy like pulsating, blah, you know, blah, blah. And then just goes and sticks his fucking hand right, down. Just, you have no idea what it is. Yeah, you're just nothing. Your suit, whatever, you know, they could electrify everybody that you're attached to. Like, why would you, what kind of scientist are you? Where you're like, I don't know what this is. I'll just stick my hand in it. Yep, exactly. So he just does it. And then all of a sudden, so now the, the green fucking energy is pissed. And starts exploding out places. So they all run and they, they get up the cliff. And they're on the last tier of the cliff, and Victor loses his footing, and they're hanging on to Reed, but Reed's a pussy anyways. He has no, like, strength whatsoever. It's more than that. The green energy seems like it's targeting Victor on top of that. Like, we're taking you out because you touched me. Yeah, uh, that's true, too. And all of them. I mean, it's pissed at all of them, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it definitely goes after Victor, too, and just he loses his grip. He falls into the green shit. They can't get to him. They get back into the transporter, but it won't. They can't manually get back. Yeah, to for some their reason universe. the doors won't shut. They won't lock. They're trying to take off before what feels like the planet's going to explode. It's just utter chaos. Utter chaos. And while this is happening, because some of their doors won't close and stuff, a bunch of rocks like pile on top of Ben. Uh, I forget what happens to Reed. I don't even know if they show that. But, like, fire starts near, like, there's an engine blast of fire or whatever that pretty much engulfs Johnny. Yep. And then, finally, uh, Sue is able to get them back from the computer. She she gets them back, and there's an explosion when they come back in, which basically reverberates through Sue. Right. There's and, some, sort of, yeah. some sort of power force that, that comes, like, some sort of sonic boom that comes with them through it, and that's what irradiates her. Yes. So that's how she gets her thing, and she kind of starts phasing in and out of uh, of the spectrum. So you know that's how she got hers. And then basically you they wake up, or um, Reed wakes up, and now this is all, it's even darker now. And Reed's in rubble, and there's fire and all this kind of stuff, and he starts crawling his way. Ben is, ben is screaming, and this was where it took like a really sad, like they were trying for a really dark turn. Because Ben is like crying out for help underneath this quote unquote rubble. And uh, Reed starts crawling towards him, even though his leg is caught under something uh, like another rock or column. Fallen something, yeah, yeah. Fallen uh, equipment. Yeah. And he starts crawling and he gets to Ben, but then looks back and realizes that his leg has stretched all the way through. Yeah. To that time. And then he, even though his fucking friend is crying out in pain for him, he passes out. Right. Yeah. And then it takes an even darker turn because they, he wakes up and he's completely stretched out in an operating room. 
at Area 57. 57. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know, was that something from, from the comic books that I just don't know about? Was that the original? Because, I, I mean... I, it's, but the thing is, is, it comes off like, so you guys just didn't get the rights to say Area 51? Because that's really what it yeah. sounds like. You guys kind of came up with like headquarters 12 at altitude but like it had to be 50 something like really i just want to know what happened in all the other the five areas between that's what right. i that's what i want to know maybe We're there's an interesting like, movie right. yeah so now reed is all scared because he's all stretched out and they're they're watching they're doing tests on him and he can't move and all that crap so that's sad and then they show dr storm go see sue and sue is phasing in and out and she doesn't seem to have any control, and she's locked down. And then they go to Johnny, and Johnny just looks like he's in eternal hellfire, but he's not screaming. He's kind of just like writhing around. And you got to imagine right. what I'm guessing a father would think about that, of like, holy right. shit, my son must be in agonizing pain. He's right. on fire, and it right. won't go out. But they just so they just show him do that and he explodes like he doesn't have it under control. So he like explodes the window out and all this kind of shit. And then you hear like you go back to this amazing lab that they have this, you know, Area 57. But yet conveniently, the uh, air duct is very near to Reed's head and he hears Ben calling out for him. So he somehow is alone and gets out and goes into the duct. And crawls his way all the way to Ben. And Ben is just fucking like crying out for help. Because he's in so much pain I guess. Because he's a fucking rock now. Right. And he right. just. It's one of those like I I don't know. Well I mean it's it's all fear based anyway. The other two are pretty much unconscious. So this one's also kind of awake and recognizing what's going on. And not knowing where you are. And probably being locked down. And being completely alone. On top of something extremely traumatic happening to your body <laughs> yeah and he's just like a pile of rubble basically and he's crying out and he's like pleading for reed to help him and reed's like i'm gonna figure this out blah blah and then the alarm goes off because reed's missing so reed escapes and ben's like don't leave don't leave you know it's really fucking weird and sad and stuff it, it's it doesn't fit the tone of this movie it was very strange. So then right. I can't oh man, we are we are tearing through this. They they cut to a year later. Right? Right. And in this year, they basically turn the thing into a killing machine for the army. And the thing is turned into the Hulk. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's the Hulk that can be controlled, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because of a temper issue. He has no pants on and you can't see any genitalia. So I can understand why he's probably pissed. It, it, it makes total sense. And he's just killing. They're talking about confirmed kills and all this kind of stuff. Like he's the best weapon the government has. All this kind of stuff. And then they show that Sue, her, she's able to do force fields. She's able to turn other things invisible. She's able to do like these blasts of, of power or whatever. Uh, whatever. And then they go to Johnny who's enjoying himself being the human torts now. Right. And he's getting all of his stuff. He's trying to get faster and faster um, to, you know, shoot down airliners and stuff. I don't know. Drones like, and yeah, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Which I, one thing I've never really understand with Johnny Storm is that you're the human torch. How does that make give you the ability to fly? 
Yeah, I don't I don't get it because the thing can't fly. Thing can't fly. Reed she can't can fly. somehow fly too, which also doesn't make any sense. Like what does that have to do with light refraction? But okay. Yeah, I don't I mean, hey, uh, once again I guess we gotta suspend that disbelief for the uh superhero movies and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's pissed at Reed. No one can find him. So he he goes off and Reed is doing what you think he was going to do, which is trying to figure out a way to help everyone. Uh, right. But he didn't trust the government, which is what Victor didn't trust. And, you know, obviously the thing is being used by the government as a killing machine. And so he was right. And they did show one nice power of his, which I don't know if he has in the comic books, but he's in like South America or something. And he's buying parts for whatever piece of equipment he's, he's doing. And it was a different person because he had molded his face into looking like a different person, which I thought makes sense. I mean, if he can stretch and do all that kind of stuff, he should be able to mold into... Exactly, take on other body shapes. Yeah, no, he can't do that as well. It's just not as well um, publicized. Like, everybody knows that he can, you know, stretch his arms and legs really strong or he can thin out. It's very, like, a Mrs. Incredible kind of a situation, but they don't really touch on his... um, morphing um physical features like that but it is in the comic books okay well he gets he gets caught finally and he gets caught because they use narc sue who is good with uh with patterns and she's a little bitter yes he left and abandoned everybody there so she's (laughs) like fuck it might as well bring his ass here too if we're all gonna be miserable he can be miserable too because now without victor and without reed they don't they were able to build a new transporter but they can only go to the place they can't bring it back so they right. need reed so that's really why they decide oh this is now the time to to do this you know because obviously now the the big bad government is saying oh well an army and whatnot are saying well look these guys have these powers we can not only use these guys for government missions and military missions, but we can also now send people over there and basically make more of them right. at some point. You know, you that, take more people. Yeah, exactly. And then they can control the world. Like I seriously think they said, control the world. Right. Uh, like oh yeah. yeah. What another what a what another great little transition from the dark tone to campy something. Yeah. yeah whatever. So Ben's pissed. Johnny is actually enjoying himself, um, you know, doing what he's doing. Sue doesn't want to be a tool of the government, and neither does her father, you know. So he's like, fine, Reed, maybe we can, you know, whatever. So they do fine, Reed. It's, um, he beats up a bunch of people doing his stretchy thing, and then the thing comes down, and now he's all sad, and Ben, like, knocks him out with a uh, headbutt or whatever. And takes right. him back. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, we're friends. And Ben's like, we're not friends anymore. You turned me into something else yeah. or something different. Me. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we get it. I mean, Ben's pissed. Like, I, I understand. I understand. So Reed, under duress, decides to help them. But it's a very ridiculously easy thing that he has to do to you get. You guys have like five codes out of place. Like, seriously, just double check your work. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be that difficult. So then they just they send them back. They send them back to the other universe. They don't send other people. Oh, sorry. Wait, no, I, I confused it. No, they did send other people first. They sent a team of random people 
and they went back to the universe, and there they see a weird shadowy figure coming towards them. And a who, heat source walking towards them that yeah. had a human resemblance. And who could that possibly be, Kelly? <gasps> it's Doom. Yes, and he is just going by Doom, and he does look so douchey. Uh, he looks super douchey, and somehow yeah. he's managed to make himself like a little headscarf and cape out of what? I have no idea. I mean, Everything the, else warped to his body. But, you know, you find linen sometimes in other worlds. It's cool. Well, they didn't show the, the mall, the Joanne Fabrics that was it's on the other <laughs> side. Yeah, they just, he, right. he had time in that year to go around the green energy site and, you know, just explore a little bit more. They're but, just yeah. so convenient. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, he looks really dumb because the suit has basically fused to him. And now he's basically like a robot. That's what it seems like. His eyes go green. He always and... has a very metallic feel to him anyway. So that, that kind of explains that a little bit. I think they could have been a slightly more creative with it. But it definitely gives you the right um, super villain feeling. Yes. Yes, for sure. So they bring him back and Reed and them are like, oh, no. You know, they, you know, whatever. And he gets he gets locked down. But he's super powerful now apparently because of being there for a year right yeah um and they, they don't really i mean he kind of explores his powers with this little rampage he goes on but they're not really like it it doesn't really give you boundaries so it's you know i can do this i can do this and i can do this but he doesn't really have a downfall to him which kind of makes you go okay so you guys brought back superman question mark like why does he only have which is not how doom is do yeah, some do. fantastic stuff, but he's not yeah. to that degree, and or have any idea how to control that kind of stuff if you've never been in an environment where you could test those things. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That that didn't make any sense. But what what obviously happened was the bad guy government guy who chooses gum all the time uh, suits up to go talk to Doom while he's stretchered, you know, while he's while he's out, and basically says, you know, tell me everything about this planet because we're gonna use it. And that sets Victor off because he already hated the government anyways. And now that's his home. Now yeah, Planet Zero his is his home. home. Yeah, he's not an Earthling. This is He doesn't care about the Earth. He had already made a comment at the very beginning of the movie. Like if, if people are dumb enough to ruin the planet and whatever, then maybe they deserve to die out. You know, yeah, like, they get what they get to deserve, right? Yeah, so this just furthers that opinion for him foreshadowing Ooh. yeah and we i mean look if we were going to do the whole fucking script of course you would know this but you're not watching the movie anyway so you have to listen to what we're saying so <laughs> he did say that at one point so victor now this was the only relatively interesting part for me of the movie i think was victor d did have a relatively cool scene where he was just exploding people's heads as he was walking down and it wasn't comic it wasn't like a comic type thing no no it no, no. Was, yeah. it, it almost seemed like because it was like the, it was blowing out the back it almost looked like sniper shots like it had that kind of effect to it especially because of course for some reason all of them are standing against walls so you had to have that nice smear to show what was going on yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it wasn't yeah it, it's, this wasn't the mountain this wasn't game of thrones kind of stuff but it, it definitely had an interesting effect yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't turbo kid Type yeah, it wasn't no, it, it was it was a specific it was a specific type of coolness of shit. He is really badass, 
and can kill it's anyone. Like, it's actually gave me a very video game feel to it. Like it felt very like Dead Space. It felt oh, very sure. like it yeah. had that sci-fi, holy shit, unhuman un- esque creature is just taking over a science facility. Like it had that kind of like gore feel to it. No, I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. So he goes and he takes a uh, what is how does he get back? Oh yeah, he takes the transporter by himself. Right. Um, you know, but before that, he actually, besides all the other people, the no names that he kills, he does actually kill Doctor Storm too. And the last thing Doctor Storm says to everyone, all of his kids, is you know, take care of yourselves or take care of each other. Yeah. And then he dies. So now that makes jo- Johnny's pissed off, and he tries to get to Doom, but Doom's already he like throws him against the wall or whatever. Does the same thing to Reed and all that kind of stuff. And what Doom decides to do is he doesn't want the Earth around anymore. So instead of just leaving and probably being okay for the rest of his right. life in, in the transporter, he opens up a a portal like a black hole type portal thing that is going oh. to yeah suck the earth through into the other universe but destroy it as it's coming into so that his planet is fine but the earth is dead right yes shredded which i am getting really sick of superhero movies having some type of a wormhole like yeah total destruction i know it's kind of a cop out like you guys could come up with another reason how this shit would get here yeah, exactly. Plus, I'd also like to point out now he Doom gets back into a transporter that he's never been in. He didn't design that it was rebuilt, and he can just handle it and go back to where he's going. By the way, which he's is very also smart. Interesting. Very smart. Yeah, he's super smart too. You know, super Apparently. super powerful, all creation, and he's he's super smart too. So they all follow him. They all you know Sue does her big bubble and stuff, and Johnny like directs her somehow. Uh, and they go through the. They go through the. They take the wormhole to yeah, this other planet where they don't get ripped apart, and right. they decide to have their terribly bad fight with Doom. Because uh. Doom is all powerful, first of all, and for some reason they think that they're basically what he does is he covers everyone with dirt. He covers right. every single person. So when the Human Torch tries to like fly at him and punch him, he covers him with dirt. And it falls to the ground. And then Grim, they even cover him with more <laughs> the thing. They cover him with more rocks. He'll just load you up. It's yeah, cool. here's even more rocks for you. And Sue, he's like, oh, I had a better future for us planned, but now I'm going to have to kill you and just stomp out. You. Yeah, stomp out your bubble. And he just basically almost disintegrates Reed. Um, yeah, he's just... Like, oh, you, you're so it's a not really a fight. It's, it's, it's kind of like this sad, pathetic attempt of like, oh, we've never really worked together before. I don't know how we're going to do this. And you're like, really? Yeah, they do all the one-on-one stuff and then literally have a huddle right. where they go, okay, remember we said we need to work together? Well, here's, <laughs> here's the plan that's going to work literally flawlessly. Like oh, their plan, course. their plan is so easy and simple and works perfectly. Doctor Doom, for some reason, has no or just Doom. I I keep on saying. He, I get. I think he just goes by Doom. Um, eh, he just fine. yeah. He could easily take all of them out, but instead lets them do their teamwork thing, and it works. Like it's just it's uh, it's so stupid, and basically it leaves him open for uh for the thing to run up to him, and this is where he says. His line, he goes, it's clobbering time, and punches Doom into the big energy beam that's coming down through the black hole. So they go, oh shit, 
and he like disintegrates right away. Yeah, apparently, like, it vaporizes him, which yeah. is like you can't get rid of this main villain anyway because he's a reoccurrence. So it's kind of like okay, so you guys already knew that this thing was not going to get a sequel. Like that's pretty much what you did. Or let's and not forget also that the best part, all this action takes place in literally the last ten minutes of the whole fucking yes, movie. Yes, it is. Yeah, because <laughs> I kept pausing and I'm like, really, we have fifteen minutes left. You guys haven't done anything yet. Like, are you kidding me? Yep, that was that was it. That was it. Now the disintegration thing is easily explained away for sure if they do a sequel. No, there's no doubt. Really? Like, you guys couldn't have banished him someplace else? Like, come on! Well, he's basically energy anyway, so there's no way. The disintegration just meant the energy went back into the planet, so who gives a shit? I mean, I can write this stuff in my sleep. This isn't isn't difficult. This is so anticlimactic. Like, it was really like, oh, guys, really? Yeah, you wanted you wanted much more from this, but you could tell the whole point of the movie was trying to get them to act as a team. So of course it's going to be so anti-dramatic and anticlimactic, and just be like, oh, we should work as a team. That'd be really cool. It's the same thing with the Avengers, but at least the Avengers knew how to do it correctly. Right. Like everything is about working as a team. I mean, come on, that's life. You know, you gotta work as a team. The loner, the loner is doom. You know, you're just going to get disintegrated if you're antisocial and you're not around people and you don't, right. yeah, you it's, rely on the, yourself. You're the villain. Yeah, you're yeah, the, exactly. In this world yeah. of PCness and everyone has to be together, you know, hey, work as a team, you know, this is all great. So that's, <laughs> I think we looked way too far into this movie. <laughs> no, then, yeah, which yeah. is kind of fun though, because you're like, I have to find something that, I mean, like, I can pick this apart, but like, we, we got to find the depth. And I'm going to throw it out there. My favorite Fantastic Four movie, which they are making a sequel to, is The Incredibles. And Incredible 2 is that, coming out next summer. That is the, the only time. Movie, yes. Period. That is the only. Because people would say, yeah, how do you make a good Fantastic Four movie? The only one that's been good is The Incredibles. And you know yeah. the sequel's going to blow, by the way, right? I know. I'm also kind of expecting Finding Dory to suck, too. But I, I'm still going to see them both. Because I, I got to see I support I, Pixar, you're, period. You're a, you're a Disney and a Pixar mark. That's what you are. I am. I so. am. I am definitely a Disney rube. Like, yes, I'll, I'll accept true. that. I'll, I'll wear the t-shirt next time. Oh, geez. So, yes. That is... Uh, ah, so, they... Yeah. So, they do it. They they do their little bubble thing. The the Basically, the, the wormhole stops or whatever the connection is just completely stops and they make it back just in time. Like, it wasn't of even... A, yeah. They just... They were like, oh, well, why are we staying on this planet? Let's just go. So, they leave and they make it through and it closes behind them. And now there's just a huge, huge, humongous crater where Area 57 used to be, I guess. It was. Yeah. Which is very interesting because this is, a, this is a lot of Avengers throwback. Like This has to do with the Tesseract destroying that whole complex. This has to do with Tony Stark barely making it back after he delivers the nuke. Like, come yep. on, guys. You couldn't recycle something else, really? It was it, all, it kinda yeah. Just all the shit we've seen before. All the same. So then they go and they, they cut to a little while later or whatever and... The, all the generals, I guess, of the country are are there on one side of the table and they're on the other. And they're saying, oh, so we're going to keep our, you know, good job. We're going to keep our agreement with you guys and you guys are going to continue working for us or we're going to oversee you. And Sue's like, no, we're going to not do that. We don't need anyone watching us. And I thought, no, no, you definitely do because four of your drunk friends took a transporter and went over to another universe and got superpowers and caused the deaths of many, many people. So if anything, right. you guys definitely need people watching over you. Like you're so not <laughs> collectively like what, 24? Like really? Like, no, we're not going to give a bunch of teenagers their own government facility. But apparently because 
you know, the thing said, you know, listen to her or whatever, yeah, or right. read. Yeah, you what don't if, have a choice. Like, yeah, you don't have a Yeah, it's like okay, so we'll agree to your terms. So they take them off to a far away uh, facility that's like a secret facility. Yeah, it's apparently not on the government book. It's not attached to any type of government agency. But then they still don't tell you what it is or give it an actual name to what this facility is. You know what like, that they means, don't Kelly? To shield. They don't allude to Hydra. They don't allude to nothing Marvel-related because Sony doesn't have the rights right. to it. I know what it is, and it's sad. It just means we, the taxpayer, are being taxed for that shit. And that's <laughs> what it means, Kelly. That's what it means. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the guy introduces them, and it looks like a really nice facility. is like labs over there and manufacturing is on the first floor and you know all and this. I guess we work for you guys now. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said, too. He's like, we didn't really work for anyone before, but I guess you guys are in charge now. So, that's super cool with me. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, they hold the lives of all these people in their hands, and they're fucking 18, 20 years old, whatever it is now, like you said. Uh, and then they did one of the douchiest things in a movie. They, they're they all looking out towards the lab, and they're like, oh, wow. You know, like, we need to... All of a sudden, it came out of nowhere. Reed's just like, right. we need to think of a name for us. We're we four... Yeah, we're four people, and everyone's like, what? That's, that's dumb. And... He's like, oh no, you know that we're, blah, blah. and uh, the thing goes, uh, that's you know that's a fantastic, it's been kind of a fantastic experience. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic. Just think of where we were, and this is the guy who is or used to be in extreme pain and is a big rock creature now, and he's just like, oh yeah, this was. Think about when we were doing this in the garage, and now we're here, and it's like, yeah, you were a human, and now you're fucking. No, you're not. Yeah, now <laughs> you're a big fucking boulder who doesn't have genitals, and. Now you're supposed to be like this, the thing. And yeah, so he goes like, that's fantastic. And Reed looks at him and says, say that again. <gasps> and the thing goes, it's fantastic. And he goes, guys, guys, I think I got it. I think we have our name. Yeah. And he goes to say it and they cut to the fucking title <laughs> screen. And I was like, you fucking douchebag. Oh. What a terrible, like, you know, that had to have been like in a regular movie that would have been a really bad um like blooper reel thing that they'd put on and oh, you'd yeah. be like oh what stupid movie would ever say it like right. that like obviously they came up like in a real movie there would have been a scene that worked where they said fantastic four and then this was the alternate where you were supposed to laugh at it and right. that's what they went with in the final fucking cut of the movie well, maybe they'll release like a director's cut i think they're no because i think <laughs> I think I don't think Josh Trank got anything to do with any of this part of the movie once it was done. I think we should start a Kickstarter just to see what the director's cut is. I, I think it's, you know, it's I, a worthy cause. I do want that book at some point. I do. I want to know because <laughs> I think I could write a good Fantastic Four movie. I think maybe he did have a good one. Maybe it was just way too dark and... The, the studio was like, no, we need that action scene. We need this. And, you know, begrudgingly. Yeah, there's, there's a good chance of that. I mean, independent directors don't work well with studios because either they, they try to get too creative with it, which is understandable. Right. Um, or they, yeah, they just can't hand, ha- handle it. The fact that this is supposed to, this is, we're, we're merchandising this. Like this is, this was meant to make money. It's, we're not looking for you to be um, creative in that respect. This is the formula. This is what the audience needs to see. And this is what will make them happy. Which, 
isn't always true, and it, especially when this isn't a franchise that's going to bring that kind of draw anyway. I'd rather see a more unique twist on it or see a grittier twist on it, right? Because then I might actually care about these characters. Yeah, and it did follow what Chronicle. I mean, you have you seen Chronicle? No, I haven't. So Chronicle is a like one camera shot. It's 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 almost like a found footage movie, which is unfortunate, okay. but it's actually done well. But it's about these three uh, actually one of them is barely even a friend but these three teenagers in high school that get special powers from like a storm or something and they come to like they they don't know what's happening to them first of all and then they have to get used to having powers in the real world basically and the one guy is a psychopath he's been bullied his whole life and he's like well wait a second i can do all these great things and his friends are like no you can't do that like why can't we just have fun and why are you killing people and stuff like that like it wasn't a bad movie but that's what was happening in this movie too they just cut that one year later but if they had focused more on that that would have been what it was was a probably a dark look at how these people that can't control their bodies are trying to figure out you know, like, am I going to kill people? Like, am I dying? Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's right, probably right. a lot. Yeah, yeah the, the emotional turmoil, because you're missing out on that whole awkward year. And then on top of, like, why is Reed in Panama? Like, why did he choose there to go? And why was, like, that? that they're missing all that, too. And then, I mean, you didn't even really have to touch on Doom. You could still left over the cliffhanger with them going, like, with that team going to the island. And then you see, like, the the, the sh- the overcast of doom and that could be the whole next movie would be then you get to bring in all that action and all that other drama versus fuck it we'll just throw it into the last (laughs) movie well it is really you oh no it is almost a shame that there isn't a sequel to this movie because you got all that shit out of the way i know now you could actually i don't know have real action and actual sequences and shit like that yeah storylines and stuff but yeah that's and i think that's what got me was yeah it's fun to talk about it because we're putting our own spin on everything but watching it i was just like eh, this movie's there it's just it's sitting here and there's nothing to it and that's what that's what sucks that's that's the worst i guess i would probably rather really hate a movie than just be nonchalant about it, you know? I'd rather have that love-hate instead no, yeah, of a meh. There's no passion behind it because you're kind of like... It's almost like if art doesn't touch you, it's just art. Like, it doesn't touch... It's it's cool, there's colors on canvas, but it doesn't mean anything to me because it doesn't do anything for me. And I guess that's why art can be so great is because when you do find that piece that really speaks to you, then you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Right. But this was not that movie, that's for sure. <laughs> no. So I don't, and that's the thing, I don't even think, so it's not even bad enough to get Razzies, I don't think. Out of all the movies that are nominated with the, like like I said, the movie thing, but even the rip-off sequels, uh, the the movies uh, for that one is Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, right. Human Centipede 3. Right. And Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. I right. guarantee you all those movies are worse are than Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the only thing I can think that they possibly win really is the is Josh Trank for the director because of the meltdown. Which uh, sucks because it might not even be his fault either though. Like he said, it might be, you know, it might be a studio issue where it's just like I can't work with big studios and some people can't. Yeah, very true. So that just might be it, but I would love to hear more of that story because all the all the I you know, obviously doing research for this, um, 
I looked up interviews with some of the cast members and everything, and it seemed like they did a lot of a lot of the things that showed up on Final Cut were reshoots. Like most of the Final Cut is reshoots, according to the actors, according to what I read. So that means Josh Trank had probably nothing to do with those, right? Uh, exactly. Because he wasn't in charge at that point. Probably. You know, he's, he probably was just like, "Fine, then you guys do it." Yeah, and I guess that's the other thing too. I mean, we alluded to it, but the the special effects weren't good. They weren't laughable enough to be Sharknado, but they yeah, were. No, yeah, they, not they, good. they weren't. Yeah, they weren't Final Cut kind of stuff. But it was one of those with uh, you're expecting a certain level of, especially with a Marvel title, and even with Sony. Sony did an okay job with the Spider Man. Like they used special effects correctly, and they really like there wasn't anything special. For these special effects, like this was all like, eh, this is what I expected. It's not, you know, you didn't do anything new with these characters. You didn't give me a new way to look at them, and even their suits, boring. Like really. Yeah. And it was kind of it was kind of interesting that uh, I think the thing's voice modulated voice was Batman similar. Like if yeah, they had just ma- if they had made that. it a little bit grittier, it would have been Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Once it, I mean. I personally would not recommend this movie to anyone. I don't think, you know, this will go down as an Ian hates movie for sure. Okay. But I really, it's just more meh for me than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I wouldn't even really recommend it as, as background noise because, <laughs> I mean, you can get better screensavers that will be slightly more entertaining, but... <laughs> Um, I'm not going to put it as a hate, but it's not. I'm not going to recommend it. It's definitely not out of the fantastic movies that have been made. Absolute bottom. Absolute bottom. Yeah, I would rather watch the Jessica Alba's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can me. I'll take Chris Evans every day over. over yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess the next the next movie will be Deadpool. Um, that should hopefully be good. I, I'm holding out hope for that. I think it has an 80 percent right now in Rotten Tomatoes. Some. And it is rated R, correct? Yes, it is rated R. This was rated PG-13. Uh, I don't think they swore in this movie, but I could tell you if I was in this movie, I would have been saying fuck all the time. Like there's. Yeah, like I'm actually kind of surprised that the only reason they probably got the PG-13 rating is because Victor flicked someone off. Because other than that, there wasn't enough action and violence for me to really rate this for PG-13. Well, I guess... I guess they the can't have exploding heads. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Exploding heads and probably like the like Ben Grimm crying when he was yeah, like the okay. thing, you know. Still, it's it's a very it's a light thirteen. No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh let's see, is there anything else we're missing from this movie? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So yeah, Deadpool will be up soon. Uh we'll also do yeah, I have to go back and we have to either do the Batman or Inception, or Forrest Gump, or something. Shade. Yeah, I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, we can do. I mean, I already have the written review for that, but right. we can do the full. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to like Gump. I'm not gonna lie, because I think just ripping apart those decades will be so much fun. <laughs> I just that movie, man. I hate it so much. I, I can't stand. I can't stand that movie. Well, you never know what you're gonna get. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> so many rubes love that movie. And I don't know why. Like, that is so many girls that I've met, that's in their top five movies of all time. Really? Yes. Like, 90% of women that I've met, that is their, yeah, in their top five. And I think I I do have a theory of why, but we'd have to wait until 
we can't go off on on the theory until you know we actually we get do there it. yeah for Sweet. sure for sure so i think we can unless there's any other news with stuff oh well we can say um the stupid new independence day people are excited about <laughs> <laughs> like kelly <laughs> i'm sorry but i love jeff goldblum i'm going to see it for him that's my main thing i told you hopefully this podcast will take off before that happens and we can get paid to see it <laughs> because that that's the only way i'm seeing that movie is if All i'm right. getting paid I'm work on my connections see if we can't go to the premiere yes that would now that would be fun um i've never walked out of a premiere before so <laughs> that'll be fun uh, awesome. they uh they actually did a new purge movie which i did not like the first purge uh i it was just a it was a basic um it was a basic uh what do you call it uh house um ah crap what do you what do you call that it, it felt very panic room but yeah. i still like the concept of it well i like the concept of the purge but it was right. just uh, uh, like a house assault movie, whatever you want to call those. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, so many. They're countless. So that's what it was. It was just now you had an overlying concept to it, which other ones didn't. So right. I liked I liked the concept. The second one is what I had said when the first one came out. I said, you need to make it like the Warriors, but with all these different weird killing groups during the purge and that's what they did for the second one so i actually thought the second one for a horror weird concept movie was fine oh, and, absolutely and now they're making one that takes place 15 years after the second one and it's like the purge election day or something so now there might even be crazier people that are trying Good to Lord. yeah get rid of those founding fathers they call them the new founding fathers or whatever so that was interesting plus you saw the trailer for what is it, Ten Cloverfield Lane? Yes. Yeah, with uh, John Goodman in it, yep. and we haven't seen him for a while, so that's a possibility because that one seems to have taken place after the Cloverfield monster has probably killed half the countries or whatever, and he probably got right, nuked. Right. Yeah, and I'm assuming he got nuked, and it looks like it's a it's a family living in a bomb shelter or something. So who knows? That that might not be that bad. So I think. Can you think of anything else? Uh, they've done trailers for anything because I didn't watch the Super uh -huh. Bowl, but they had. No, like, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch the Super Bowl either. There's. Let's see. I mean, I'm still. Hopefully, this sure. week, my goal is to see Hell Caesar at some point. I do want to see that. I am a Cohen fan, fan, and in just the actors alone, I think will be very entertaining to see them in this 1950 roles. I'm a huge. Um, old movie genre i love the the four hour cleopatra ben-hur oh, all that kind of geez. stuff just to see them spoof that genre i'm very much looking forward to i'll red box it okay i'll red box that and we can do we can do an ian hates for that probably yeah no probably it'll just be later it'll just be later <laughs> well yeah i like the coen brothers i just i like like most people i think this movie was a like a money grab like let's get a oh, movie no, yeah, that everyone can see because pg-13 for like the first time pretty much and then here's it's just all the things that we normally do but amplified oh well, yeah yeah so it'd be just like if um who does the like moonrise kingdom and all those uh oh, Wes anderson yeah what it's like if Wes anderson put out a pg-13 movie right yeah that just amplified those characters and stuff and said here you go like i want to be mass produced now that kind of thing i don't know Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. For my next project, we'll just do this real fast. Yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, I guess that's it. So do you want to do some plugs? 
Sure. Um, you can uh, follow me at Nerdy Girl Ivy on Instagram, and then questions, comments, concerns, nerdygirl.ivy at Gmail. There you go. Uh, plenty of concerns, so I'm sure people are going to be awesome. emailing yeah the whole time. Uh, so I guess I will plug this podcast. Uh, you can if I don't know how you're listening, you could be listening on the website ianhates.com or iTunes or Stitcher. You can go ahead if you like, if you enjoy what you're hearing. And I actually have been hearing good things. So I'm hoping that translates well. Uh, you can rate us five stars if you'd like on iTunes because as you get to be a five-star rated podcast, they start promoting you and like pushing you up. Uh, so that'd be kind of nice. And I think, yeah, I have the music. I have Ian Hates Music Podcast coming out tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, focusing on two two bands, I See Stars and The Amity Affliction. I'm also doing a countdown right now of my top anti Valentine's Day songs. Yeah. For the yep for the uh, <laughs> for the <laughs> genres of music that I listen to, I just I thought it was appropriate. So those are coming out, and yeah, I think I think that's it. Oh, you can uh, follow on Twitter, which I would recommend. It's a lot of music and movie stuff together. Uh, but it's Ian Hates Podcast. And then you can also, like Kelly had said, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. You can email uh, ianhates at gmail.com. So I think that's everything. Uh, any, yeah, good. yeah, any I'm last things, week. Kelly? Sorry. No, go I'm good. All right. Uh, so thank you, Kelly. And I will end the same way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>